What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Political Panda program. Happy Monday to you all. Hope you're all... It's Thanksgiving week. So, of course, hopefully you're thankful for something. I should also preface now that obviously there's no show on Thanksgiving. Obviously, I'm prefacing this now. Obviously, please have enjoyment with your family. You know, but of course... We have a lot to get into. We'll bring you up to date on, of course, all of the news that you need to know. From the elections that just took place down in, not here in the United States, but Argentina, because they are important of not just something in Argentina, but something around the world that's starting to spread. We'll also bring you sort of a bit of a tour of around uh, the U.S. today of all of the hilarity that ensues. And of course, we do have some good news, some successful news out of SpaceX. And of course, something that makes me very, very angry as well to end off today's show. Of course, though, we have to start somewhere important. And I'll just let Corinne Jean-Pierre, the most talented press secretary of all time, she's so good at this, so great at this, tell us what special day it is today. Mm, very special. Well, today, on Transgender Day of Remembrance, we grieve the 26 transgender Americans who were killed this year. Year after year, we see that these victims are disproportionately black women and women of color. No one should face violence, live in fear, or be discriminated against simply for being themselves. Yes, that's right, everyone. It is Transgender Remembrance Day. You know, just in case if all the other days for trans people weren't enough. Yes, and and that, that that's right. The twenty six that die from uh, from violence. Now, you know, you might ask yourself, okay, well, more people of other types of things die every single day. I'm I'm sorry to burst your bubble, Kareen, but um, did you know that about twenty uh U.S. service members. Like, ex-members members commit suicide, like, every single day. Yeah, you know, just a, just a few people every single day, almost. You know, just it, it's just a few people. It's just a few people, of course. You know, just ju just a few. You know, ju just thought I'd bring it up. You know, just, just, just thought, just a few thoughts, you know. But hey, you know, it's Transgender Remembrance Day, guys. Just like how there's a whole bunch of useless nuns or just stupid day. If you truly put in like to a calendar the entirety of like all of the dumb like national stupid days of just everything, your calendar would be filled with like multiple holidays every single day for the entire fucking year. It is exhausting. Bro, if we actually followed by it, genuinely, no one would go to work at all. Be like, oh, guys, today is National Whatever Day, or it's National This Month. It's like, shut the fuck up. No one cares. We don't need all this. This is nonsense. Nonsense, I tell you. Well, of course, uh, Pre President Biden was also at the National Thanksgiving uh, Turkey Pardoning. And, and, of course, he got asked the, uh, a, a question by a reporter. And, uh, well, his response, as always, the president, always so with it, always so uh, so here with us. Ready? Uh, you, you're not gonna believe his answer. It's it's incredible. Mr. President, is a hostage deal near? Sir, is a hostage deal near? Mr. President, is a hostage deal near? I believe so, but I'm not prepared to talk. I believe so. 
he believes so, but he's not prepared to talk to the reporter. Ladies and gentlemen, the, the, the President of the United States. <laughs> I believe so, uh, but, but I don't know. Uh, I'm not prepared to talk to you right now. <laughs> what is this NPC-like behavior? <laughs> it's like, I'm sorry, Mr. Reporter, but it's, it's like some old-school, like, Pokemon level of, like, border carding where it's just like oh i'm sorry dude you can't get past this because you don't have like a certain gym badge i'm sorry mr reporter but i i don't believe that you can go past this area <laughs> because joe biden doesn't have the necessary research or knowledge right now to know if a hostage deal is is <laughs> is close please come back at a better time when you've collected some gym badge and he'll give you an answer hopefully Fucking dude, how, how, how is this guy president right now? Seriously, I, I, I will keep asking, forever and ever. Well, of course, down in the land of Argentina, a place that, by the way, I know some people, I know you know some of us that may not know maps or geography very well. It's in South America, yes, I, I know. Geography can be quite hard for some of us, but. Argentina actually used to be a very prosperous country. I know this is going to surprise you. I know it's going to shock you. But a long time ago, you know, before uh, the world went to uh, what I like to call shit, Argentina actually was one of the richest countries in the world, rivaling the U.S. And you might think, well, what, what happened? Uh, it's truly a mystery. I, I wonder what could have possibly uh, happened to uh, ruin that. Well, of course... Argentina had its new presidential election. And, and you know, you, you had your, your typical socialistic candidate, but there was somebody new in the mix. And, uh, well, he's, of course, uh, Javier Malay. I, I don't exactly know how to pronounce his, uh, his last name because I'm not good at that kind of stuff. But, um, well... Think of, you know, like Trump, but on uh, uh, on like steroids. So like he does not give the singlest fuck. And uh, well, he's the new president of Argentina. Um, how well how well is this already going for Argentina? Well, the Argentina stock market um, <laughs> is already soaring. Uh, it, it's already soaring like prices are up. Just within him being elected, uh, prices have or, or like stocks are up in Argentina, as well as the fact that he's already committed to uh, cutting out a whole bunch of industries. He straight up calls leftist <laughs> leftards like shit leftards. I I kid you not, genuine words he's used. I would play you all the clips um, that uh, exist of him, but I will leave it to you as um. Well, obviously, since he's from Argentina, he speaks, you know, he, he speaks Spanish. So it's, you know, all in Spanish, obviously. But um, he is, of course, he is, of course, the, the new president. And it is, it is hilarious. This guy, he does not give a fuck. 
he says it how it is. He is here to cut literally everything in half and just get rid of it. And he he is here to do so. He is and hopefully he can be a great president for Argentina. He already looks like he's going to be a good president for Argentina. So it honestly, if this dude can end up being like the president in uh, I think it's El Salvador right now, uh, where the dude has gone on to actively turn the whole country around, he's like taken crime and reduced it by ninety percent. And so, like, it, it looks crazy. It's like, is this El Salvador? Like, you're looking around, you're like, this doesn't seem like, like, this seems nicer than, like, most, like, major U.S. cities. Like, what is going on here? Like, there's, like, like nice libraries over there. Like, what is happening? What What is going on? So, it, this should be very interesting to see how much he can uh, actually turn this thing around. By the way, uh, the socialists inside of uh, Argentina right now are experiencing the... Uh, what I like to call, or what we like to call the 2016 effect, you know, where we break out in tears and cry because, you know, uh, obviously, very, very bad that uh, this has happened. So, of course, very, very bad. But yes, Argentina has a brand new figure as president. And, uh, well, I guess we will have to wait and see how well he does as the new president of Argentina winning that one, of course. Because, you know, back home here, you know, we got a bit of a different approach. You know, we we, we, we got a bit of a different, you know, di different approach to, to life here. And, you know, that's because we got, you know, some freedoms. And... And, you know, sometimes, you know, people just say, you know, the, the, the quiet part out loud, you know, just, you know, what we really want to do. Uh, here, here is, uh, here, here's just, you know, Representative Dan Goldman, you know, just saying the, saying the, saying the part out loud, you know, what, what, what needs to happen to Donald Trump? What, Every what time he talks, he's uh, putting himself into a bigger criminal hole. Uh, but the, but his, that's not his objective. His objective mm. is purely political at this point. Uh, politics don't work in a courtroom, as I think he's finding out in the mm. New York Attorney General's case in New York, a civil case, and and that's going to continue in his criminal trials. But his rhetoric is really getting dangerous, more and more dangerous. And we saw what happened on January sixth when he used uses inflammatory rhetoric now and his recent true social post uh, is incredibly, incredibly scary for anyone uh, that might be trying to op work in government. And um, it is just uh, uh, unquestionable at this point that that man cannot see public office again. He is not only unfit, he is destructive to our democracy, uh, and he has to be, uh, he has to be eliminated. Oh, a limit. Oh, 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 I, I see the game here. I see the game. By the way, how to tell someone is an idiot. They said the word democracy. If, if you see people that say the word democracy in the United States, that's how you can already tell that what they're going to say is completely fucking stupid. Uh, that's how that's how you can tell every time. So, uh, just, just a bit of a tip for you. If someone says democracy, by the way, uh, you can't use uh, January six as some sort of defense anymore. Uh, you can stop right where you're standing, dude. We've we can see the footage now. It it doesn't work. 
okay? If you try to compare to January 6th and be like, Trump's inflammatory language on January 6th, it, it doesn't work. I'm sorry, it just, it, it, that, that ball does not, that ball, that ball doesn't, that, that ball doesn't go anymore. It doesn't. It doesn't work. We can see the footage. We have the footage. We have a full-on, full-on Trump supporter, fake Trump supporter, in full-on, you know, mask with a red MAGA hat on. Fully showing off his fucking FBI badge. Okay, we we got one there. You got another one found the other day in which they fully have two Capitol Police pulling them off into like a separate room where basically nobody is and then uncuffing the person and basically sort of fist bumping each other being like, yeah, like we all know each other. Like, yeah, we did it, guys. Like, yeah, we got him in here. Like, we're, we're doing our job. You know, like, we got him. We got the, we got the, you know, it's like, what... Like, it doesn't work. The, that dog don't hunt no more. Like, it does not fly. We have the shit. We can see this shit. It's not fake footage. You can't fake 44,000 hours of security footage from inside the Capitol. Okay, that takes way too much time. It's, it's, oh, that's way too much shit to fake. So we have it, and we can see it, and it does not work. It doesn't work. I'm sorry. I, I it just... Ah. Uh, but uh, yeah, eliminate him, eliminate him, yeah, he's, he's very scary, you know, because, uh, you know how I know there's something wrong again, a whole bunch of celebrities are saying, ah, you know, if Trump gets in, I'm, I'm gonna move to another country, no, you aren't, no, you aren't, I, you know how I know you aren't gonna move to another country, because you said that back in 2016, and I noticed something, that it is currently the year 2023, and, uh, you know, even though Biden is president now, I noticed that from 2016 to 2020, you were still living in the United States. I, I noticed that you were still here. So, um, I, I fucking doubt it. I really fucking doubt that you're going to move once Trump gets into office. And I, I, I wonder why. Maybe it's because he's going to maybe put back in, like, you know, the tax cuts again. You know, maybe help you move out of California a little bit easier so you don't have to pay so much in taxes. Come on. I know you want to keep your fucking money. All right. Because some of y'all aren't in any good movies anymore. You know, you know, budget's getting a little tight. You know, I, I know you guys don't want to ruin out your little lifestyle you got going on. You know, the, the money pool only only lasts a little while. So I doubt it. I doubt it. Well, over in Texas, uh, continuously, you might ask yourselves, well, what does a state that looks to be, you know, pretty red, right? Pretty, pretty red. What is, you know, a place that when you, Texas, when you think of it, you think of very Republican. What, what do you think, you know, you would think, oh, you know, they must be, you know, how like they operate, like something like that, how the leftist strongholds, you know, where it's a really leftist state, you know, the Republican state must be super duper Republican. You would think that. Well, you have to remember that this is the Republican Party, and we're losers at a table. And so what do losers do? Well, the losers try to act like a cool kid, aka they try to act like a Democrat. And so what do they do? Uh, they shoot down school choice. Now, you might ask, why? Why would they continue to shoot down school choice? Well, because, you know, it's not fair, and blah blah blah, a whole bunch of other bullshit, you know, because why let, you know, parents, you know, send their kid to whatever school, and, you know, sort of be able to give their kid the best chance for success. Why, why, why let that happen? You know, why, why, why let that happen? Well, because, you know, 
it's it's Texas, and so a lot of the Republicans that are in office are these wishy-washy Republicans that are so fucking bad at their goddamn job that they're basically just a bunch of fucking losers, right? That's what the Republican Party is. The Republican Party is a party that needs to be torn down and made anew, right? This is what happened to the Whig Party. This is why the Republican Party sort of exists, is the same thing happened with the Whig Party, and now it's happened with the Republican Party. The Republican Party used to be a party in which you could actually go to it and be like, yeah, like these are some people that actually want to win. Like they actually have an actual plan, ideas. They're not just here for it to be try to become fucking famous little losers. You know, like they're not trying to, you know, get out of being, you know, at the table and be like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to become real famous. I'm going to get off this loser table. Yeah, I'm going to be a winner. It's like, no, you're not. You're still going to be a loser here with us. You're going to be a popular loser, but that's because everybody around you is all bullying you be, and you have like a few of your loser friends cheering you on like the loser that you are, you loser. And so that's what we are. We're becoming losers. We're becoming a fractured party of a bunch of fucking idiots. And so you begin to realize that, hey, there maybe needs to be a new Republican or a new party because clearly the one that we have right now isn't working. And I I. I I believe Texas shows us it. I do. I think Texas shows that we're in need of a different major political party because clearly the Republicans, they just, they ain't it. They ain't it. Right? So, of course, you have school choice not passing over in, in Texas, then over in New Jersey. Well, guys, I have a great idea. What happens when you have a teacher shortage? What do you do? Do you, A, you know, maybe properly, you know, actually put in an incentive structure to actually get teachers to, or people to want to become teachers? Or do you, B, get rid of a thing that is a basic tier barrier that, you know, is a basic skills test for teachers to, you know, get rid of that? So then you have to, of course, you don't have to pass that to become a teacher. Well, the New Jersey you know, Education Association is, of course, advocating for just that. That's right. Let's get rid of the basic skills test. It's literally called a basic skills test for teachers. Let's just get rid of it, you know, because teachers, they, they don't need it. They, you know, because we have a teacher short. So we just, we need to get rid of this test. You know, that's what's stopping all the teachers, all the people that want to be teachers from becoming teachers. Oh, oh. Are your shirts not just stopping, like, at least a few of the dumbass indoctrination people? Are you sure? Because uh, a basic skills test sounds uh, pretty important to me. Like, I, I don't exactly think... Um, I don't exactly think getting rid of a, a skills test for teachers is uh, exactly a good idea, you know, it's, uh, it doesn't sound great in my eyes, but, you know, what do I know, you know, I'm, I'm not an educator, you know, what, what do I know, you know, obviously, it's, it's, that's silly, uh, you know, well, also, in California, one of the Democratic leader, uh, of the chairman of the actual Democrats in California, he's not too happy with the fact that a bunch of anti-Semites, disrupted a uh, Democratic convention out in California by protesting and stuff. And so he's not exactly happy about the whole situation. And so, of course, 
you know, he, he, he told members any delegates that have actively participated in or aided in the furtherance of those activities or events in violation of our party's code of conduct will be held accountable. Oh, oh, oh. whoa, you're telling me that when you do stupid things like this, uh, you, you can win a stupid prize? Wow. By the way, if I included all the different anti-Semitic stories today, I, I kid you not, this show could be almost an hour long. It's literally just university, uh, another another democratic event, another democratic like it, it's just university, democratic event, university, university. Like, it's just all the same thing. So, uh, good luck out there if you're on a college campus. Uh, hope that uh, you, you better hope and pray that you aren't Jewish because, uh, well, let's just say the neo neo Nazis with their blue and uh, unicorn barf hair are coming for you. So uh, watch out. You don't want to don't want them coming for you. So watch out. Watch out. Speaking of uh, great places also, Oregon hilariously uh, is finding out that, uh, you know, maybe when other policies work in, you know, places like Europe, they maybe don't translate to here in America. I know this is going to shock you. I know it's surprising. I know, but uh, who knew that when you have cultural differences, it doesn't mean that a certain policy is going to work out that way. And, well, they're learning the hard way that when you decriminalize, you know, drugs like heroin and fentanyl and other stuff, you begin to realize that instead of them actually going down and, you know, people actually getting treatment and stuff, well, it, it's actually just made the problem much worse. What? Huh? What? You're shocked by this? I, I'm not. The results are showing up here as a clear and obvious. It's it's bold and red lettering and underlined. I, I, the fact that it took you to figure uh, took you you know this long to figure this out. I I don't know how. As uh, it's not shocking that uh people would just start doing drugs everywhere. Welcome to America. Hada. Yeah, this this isn't fucking Portugal. We don't act like Europe over here. You know, it's the same way of why, you know, like big cities over here don't act like Tokyo fucking Japan or like over in Singapore, right? Because, you know, you actually have to enforce things. You know, fear is a big part of things. And when you don't put fear into people's minds of actually there being consequences for doing said actions, people are going to do them anyway. And that's the main issue with this law of sort of being this, there's like a certain punishment for doing like stuff like out in like open air, but the punishment is really not enforced like well enough that it just, it doesn't mean anything. So people just continue to break it. You have to actually, you know, police things. I, I know that's, that's hard to believe, but you actually have to police and do such things like that to actually get the result that you were hoping for. Oof, real tough, I know. Real, real tough. And also in Oregon, a candidate has been sort of quasi-exposed, just like out in Virginia, except instead of sort of being kind of embarrassed by it, she's just gone ahead and embraced it. And honestly, we're going to probably see this a lot more out of the Democratic Party, so, an Oregon congressional candidate named Elaine, or Lean, I don't, I don't fucking know, man, has uh, been exposed for working as a dominatrix in Manhattan. 
a video was of course leaked out uh, back in uh, of course August of this year in an interview with the New York Post her first reaction was like who did this she was in a panic about it and that she revealed that during her 20s and 30s she made about $500 an hour for playing the role of a dominatrix at a BDSM dungeon now of course you know instead of you know sort of trying to hide and you know, sort of be in shame and disappointment, she's now decided to go ahead and set up on Playboy's own sort of, like, OnlyFans-type platform, where she now sells pictures of herself for $150 as a way to boost her campaign. Yes, that that's right. That's right. In a post to Instagram, she shared her disappointment with the current state of politics after thanking Playboy. Uh, she wanted to clarify that she would much rather surround herself with sex workers than individuals who claim to be Christians or patriotic but exclude nothing but uh, exclude nothing but hypocrisy and would rather be called a whore than associated with war criminals and genociders. Yeah. She also then completely criticized her own party by uh, the current administration has lost touch with the needs and aspirations of the American people and has failed not only our nation, but also the world. So, yeah. Yep. You're probably going to see a lot more of this at this point, uh, especially out of uh, women of the world who have all done sexual stuff early on and are now like, eh, I'm getting older and I need something. So, uh, of course... And you'll never get this, but according to her LinkedIn profile, she's an international businesswoman, a single mother, and a human rights activist. That's right. I know, you were shocked that she... What? A single mother? I'm shocked. I'm shocked. I know, you were shocked by it. We we here at the Political Panda program, we're not shocked by such a thing. Also, in fantastic news of the day, you know... When I was in elementary school, you know, you would maybe join a club. You know, they weren't really as popular yet. You know, you really didn't join them until maybe like middle school or whatever. But, you know, you'd maybe join like an art club or, you know, maybe like a science club. And you'd do fun things after school, right? Well, you know, modern kids, you know, they get a few more choices, you know, because, you, you know, new budgets, new, you know, paying of taxes. And and so, you know, what are what are some of the modern clubs that they add? Well, how about, for an elementary school students, how about the after-school Satan Club? That's right, everyone. You can, you too can, as a five-year-old, worship Satan in the after-school Satan's Club. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. The after-school Satan Club. And it's being sponsored by the Satanic Temple. Ah, oh, aren't you excited? Oh, it's so good, guys. Of course, yes, the Satanic Temple is a non-theistic religion that views Satan as a literary figure who represents a metaphorical construct of rejecting tyranny and championing the human mind and spirit. After School Satan Club does not attempt to convert children to any religious ideology. Instead, the Satanic Temple supports children to think for themselves. All After School Temple uh, Satan... School Satan clubs are based on activities centered around the seven fundamental tenets and emphasize a scientific, rationalist, non-superstitious worldview. Isn't it great, guys? 
I'm sure. Yep, no indoctrination. It's not weird. It's just the after-school Satan Club. Come on in to the after-school Satan Club where we totally won't indoctrinate your kid. Woo! Yeah! Aw, it's, 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 it's going to be a load of fun. Bring your kids. Uh, bring all your fun. It's the after-school Satan Club. Uh, we'll, of course, have tons of fun activities, include putting our hands on a Ouija board, putting blood on a Ouija board, uh, going to haunted places and doing rituals, you know, all sorts of fun stuff. And But but non-theistic, non-theistic, though. We're, we're not a cult. Nothing, no, nope, nope. Just the after-school Satan club. Just nothing weird about that, guys, nothing weird. Also, in our wondrous world of news, the army has sent out a letter to those that were booted for refusing to take the COVID vaccine. And, you know, they're asking them if they'd like to return to duty. Um, no. No, you can go fuck yourselves. Fuck you. Screw you. Uh, you... You bought into a thing like this, and, uh, now, no. No, I think I'm good. I, I think I've found something better in life to do. Uh, then do this. So, uh, if I was one of them, I would, uh, you know, rip the thing up and, uh, of course, uh, not even re respond. So, um, yeah. They can, uh, they can go screw off. So. Yeah. Yeah, no. Screw you. Uh, you can continue to just keep losing, uh, soldiers more and more. So, uh, no thanks. No, uh, no thanks. Getting into some of our culture stuff for the day. So, Napoleon. It's a new sort of history biopic, uh, based on, of course, you know, the famed Emperor Napoleon. And, of course, it's, uh, from Ridley Scott. And I had my hopes up for this one. You know, it was sort of supposed to be, at least, you know, what we all thought it was supposed to be, was, you know, like how Oppenheimer was. You know, a good biopic about, you know, sort of Napoleon, and we that's what we all figured. That's what we all thought. Well, of course, shame on us. Shame on us, right? Ugh, man. Uh, somehow, some way. We have found the old male version of Rachel Ziegler and how to not, you know, advertise a film in which, of course, he's gone ahead and started to trash French critics. That's right. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Trash the French critics. You know, a uh, very good idea. A uh, very, very good idea. Now... You know, he's also gone ahead and, you know, well, I mean, I don't know if Napoleon did this thing, but it looked cool, so I put it in. What? Why? Why? I, I also tweeted this one out over uh, over the weekend. If you missed it, uh, follow over on Twitter, of course. Uh, he, he also responded to criticism from from historians saying, when I have issues with a historian, I ask, excuse me, mate, were you there then? No? Well, then shut the fuck up then. No, 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 don't do that either. Okay, how, how, how hard is it to market a fucking film in the year of 2023? God damn it. How fucking hard is it? 
And how hard is it to make a good history biopic, goddammit? Like, holy shit. Nah, seriously, when you, when you make a history biopic on even somebody that should be as easy as this, and you even cast some great fucking people to do so, like, I was excited for this because you have Joaquin Phoenix playing Napoleon. I was like, this, this should be great. This sounds fantastic. I loved his performance in, you know, the Joker. Like, this should be fantastic. And killed it. Killed. Like, I didn't even really watch the trailer for this yet. I haven't even, like, really seen it. But I was just like, oh, this sounds great. Like, I was fully ready to go and see this. And now, boom. Nope. 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 I'm, I'm good. When even, when even critics don't like this film... Or just give it a sort of eh kind of score where it's just like, I mean, it's all right, but like this could have been so much better. I was like, man, we could have had, you know, like a great like sort of battle of like the two biopics for the year being like Oppenheimer and Napoleon. Like we could have had a cool battle here. But now clearly the battles have been won by Oppenheimer before the battle even started. Like freaking Ridley Scott over here tried to fire the gun that all that came out was a freaking flag of surrender you know it, it, i just I... so now all i'm really in all this movie has really like put me in the mood for is like now you know i'm kind of wondering if we can get christopher nolan to make a napoleon movie instead uh because uh well ridley scott over here fumbled the bag so um you know, I, I'd I'd like a competent director to you know maybe make a make a Napoleon movie. You know, not someone who uh, who clearly doesn't uh, doesn't get it. So, poof. Uh, but hey, it's not all bad news. Finish off today. SpaceX, of course, had a very successful launch of their uh, of their fucking ginormous fucking rocket uh, on Saturday. Now, of course, it is a success even though it ends with explosions, as always. The whole idea is that we're fully trying to make sure and test out everything. You know, fully meaning of just trying to actually get stuff fully tested to make sure things are happening. And it successfully lifted off under all the power of all 33 of the engines of of the sort of heavy booster, and it made it through the successful stage separation. You know, there's a whole bunch of different successes here, and there's a lot of, you know, great sort of stuff happening here. And it's overall, for what we're trying to learn and, like, gain, is that you have to fail a few times. And now, with more success underneath it, we can now take from this test, and we can then improve it to then fully bring forth even a even better uh better design further i mean let's think back in back in april when they first did this it failed to separate and now this time it did so we've learned we've we've innovated and we've figured out even more because remember this this thing's the biggest fucking rocket ever this thing is fucking huge i mean this thing is massive so it is impressive that this thing is being able to lift off from the earth at all and it was, it's fantastic to see us truly make progress. So congratulations to the entire team over there at SpaceX for making fantastic progress on such a cool, cool fucking project. So good job to them. Well, 
That is going to do it for the Monday edition of the Political Panda program. If you haven't already, please do consider subscribing, follow on Twitter and True Social, and of course, I'll see you all tomorrow for the Tuesday edition of the program.